Can't sell it anywhere else, man. It's right here in West Virginia. This is the Community Podcast with Zach Beard and Aaron Marco, two Morgantown real estate agents highlighting the good people of our city and state. We're taking you behind the sign, connecting interesting people, places, and faces. Why they do what they do and how they came to be doing it. We're building a better community. So we're starting this from scratch right now. This is our, this is going to be our, 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 our intro. Man. <laughs> this is going to be our intro to the podcast. Here it is. There it is. What's going on, guys? What's happening, Zach? Uh, here, ready for another one. we got the leaves changing right here at Cooper's Rock. It's looking beautiful. It's good to be sitting across the table from you again. It's been yeah, a little while. It has. A little while here. <laughs> it's been a busy, busy year we always like to start off with some real estate world stuff what do we got going on you had a closing today i did have a closing today that was absolutely terrific uh you know the market hasn't slowed down a whole lot uh for me i don't know about you but uh i'm still getting in some multiple offer situations i've seen some stuff i know we were in on a contract the other day that was uh had an escalation we were willing to go above asking price and we got excluded so we didn't get the contract so i mean it's still going on how's it going for you much the same, you know. I've got I've got buyers out there. I just I don't have anything to sell them. Yeah. Not you know there are some homes that exist, but they just haven't fit the category of my buyer. You know, I was I was thinking about this earlier today. It was interesting. You know, go back a year and a half, two years ago, you could spend a day. You know, you'd you'd spend forty eight hours prior setting up six seven homes that your buyer is going to come in and see, and you know, then you might get 24, 48 hours to think about it after you, you know, you looked at them, toured them. Then you might even get, you might even have the, you know, the opportunity to schedule a second visit and then you can feel out and hey, it's between these two homes, which one I like the best. Yeah. You've got obviously a much longer light of sight in in this than I do, but do you, do you think some of the internet is changing that a little bit for you? Because I know a lot of my buyers, even though I have them set up to, to receive updates as things hit the market, they're, they're hitting me with, hey, check this out on Realtor.com or yeah. on Zillow. They're sending me links and saying, hey, can we go see this? And maybe they've pre-toured a little bit. That, that's what I feel like. I know I was showing a guy some houses in Fairmont the other day. He'd already been through the virtual tours. Yeah. I mean, he had a pretty good idea of what was going on. Do you think the Internet's changing that a little bit, that landscape? I'd say there may be some of that, but I think part of it is just the inventory. There's not as much to pick from, and, you know, there's an urgency. Well, there's so definitely that, a lack of inventory. That, I mean, that home that 10 other people want. You know, you better go see it, and you better have something mentally prepared. That's to, the, to, that's to really the that hard night. part, I think, for for buyers. I mean, you don't want to do. I mean, there's a lot of things you can impulse buy. A house shouldn't be one of them. But unfortunately, we're in a kind of a, a market where that's kind of got to be the case. You got to have a, so many, and this is where I think that that a quality realtor really adds benefit because if you start working with your client from inception and start working through the pieces of the puzzle right? Make sure you got this in place. Make sure you got this. And, and really being someone that's a resource, yeah. you know, um, having good lenders available, having good um, insurance people available, having good inspectors that are willing to come out and get things done for you. Um, it's a tremendous resource, oh, it is especially without, in a competitive market. Without a doubt. Uh, and I think, I think one other thing that you can, you know, talk about line of sight is have some market facts available, you know, you, you know, not that you can, you know, you're not trying to steer somebody to a particular area, but you know, you get, you get the opportunity to show home in an area and maybe two different areas. 
And, you know, if you can have some statistics on how things have trended in that area. You're really good at reading those tea leaves. And uh, it's one of the things I like about what you do. You're really good at reading those things. And, and your, your buyers are looking to you to get an idea of what their investment's really like here, you know, for, for a, a period of time. Yeah. And, you know, one thing with this, this program we, we, for our guests today, you know, you're, you're looking at an outside perspective. You know, what, how, is, how are things growing in Morgantown? Well, you can compare, you know, 2019, for example, you might have had an average sale price of 283. And that's a real number. That was from, I did these numbers today. Right. And then you compare that to 2020, 2021, you know, you do the math on that. There was an increase of just over 7% growth for Mon County as a whole. That wasn't being specific in three bed, you know, 1,500 square feet. That was Seven, everything. 7% rise in average home price. Yeah. And that's, that's not taking the whole year. That was a period to period. So that was January 1 to today, which is the 29th of October. Yep. And that, that's a 7% growth. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, you know, you go back maybe five years when I used to run these, these stats, I was at 2.4 to 2.7 for a year. And now it's 7%. Now we're looking at seven. And, I, you know, I've pinpointed some particular um, developments even, and I was high as almost 12. I think I was 11.74% on, on one of those little communities. Man. So you're looking at, $30,000. Well, and I don't see that changing uh, at any time soon, uh, really. I, that does not, you know, the, especially with this Ascend program that we're going to be talking about here today, um, more people coming in. I think West Virginia is poised to gain some additional population, maybe not a net gain, uh, which we could certainly hope for a net gain, um, but certainly gaining some population, especially in Morgantown and some of the, uh, especially those Ascend areas, the Shepherdstown um, Lewisburg and Morgantown, yeah. you know, so certainly gaining population there. Um, I mean, Morgantown alone, we've got 50 people coming in. Yeah. Right. Right. Just, just from that ascend program in yep. and of itself. Right. Yep. Look at looking for it. And, uh, and how many of those people, you know, you know, mom and dad are going to move here now, sister, brother, they're going to move here now. You know, be closer to family. That's exactly right. A- ancillary family following along. Yep. That's exactly right. All good stuff. Well, we need to get out there and start building some houses. There we go. Um, I was thinking today, I was looking at this the site for our guests today with Ascend, and you know, I've had a little background in it through the Board of Realtors, et cetera. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I used to take time. I'd take apart microwaves, mixers, washers, dryers, anything I could find. I'd take it apart, figure it all out. And I was, I was you know, you kind of lay out all the pieces and you see how things work. And I was reading through this site, like for the send program and the free, frequently asked questions. And that thing just scrolls on. And I just trying to figure out all the pieces you have to try to identify beforehand. You know, you can't really have a, a start a program like this and then have like a, a fail point. You might have something you got to revise, but I was just going through that, looking at everything you got to figure out yeah. um, for the questions people are going to ask, you know, what's if X equals, you know, whatever. What are you going to do in that case? Well, yeah. I tell you, that's a great program, and there's no better way to get the answers to that question than to talk to today's guest, Paris Winfrey. Hey, hey, guys. How you doing? So you head up the the program, right? Yeah, so I'm the program coordinator for Morgantown. So my, my main focus is I got on you. Morgantown, here. right? Mm-hmm. Excellent. So that's a good thing. I was, that was one of my questions. So there's a, a Paris for every cohort location? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're starting Lewisburg, which is happening very soon. Um, and then next year we're, we're planning to launch Shepherdstown as well. So in each one of those locations, they'll have someone like me dedicated to helping them in their transition to West Virginia. 
So That's terrific. So Lewisburg is getting ready to open up, and when will that take place? Yeah, so applications are getting ready to close. Um, they'll be closing at the end of next week, um, and then we'll go through the process of looking through all those applications, making sure that they read those FAQs, uh, that yeah. they're actually eligible, right? And then um, we go through a little scoring al- algorithm, and then we find a group that we invite to interviews. And so they'll, they'll make their way through interviews, and then eventually they'll hopefully join our family here. So evidently there's been great response to this because you're having to eventually weed them out. Yeah, exactly. So for Morgantown, um, when we launched applications and when we closed them, uh, we were at 7,500 applications. Um, for, for how many spots are competing for how many? So 50. 50 is 50. the number that we were aiming for. Yeah. yeah. So less than 1% acceptance rate. Wow. So last time I heard, I thought it was like 1,700. I didn't realize it was 7,500. Yeah, yeah. So 1,700 was um, about the number closing in like day three or day four of applications. Wow. We had a huge influx at the beginning, but yeah. Well, that brings up a very interesting question then. What are some of the criteria that you're using to kind of delineate who gets in and who doesn't? Yeah, that's a good question. So one of the biggest um, the biggest things about this program that we wanted to uh, communicate through our website and make sure that people understood is that what we're looking for is somebody who is fully employed with a business based outside of West Virginia. Right. And so the, the pros for that is that they already have employment. Um, they're coming here with jobs, uh, keeping, you know, available jobs here for our, our citizens. Um, and the other criteria that we're looking for are people who are interested in coming to West Virginia and had this uh, history and passion for giving back to the community. Right. So, so this program is meant to sort of create this community of people who are moving to West Virginia and excited about the future of the state. Um, and looking for ways that they can get connected uh, to to help build up West Virginia. So that is so up our alley, man. I mean, that's like exactly what we started this podcast for primarily. So mm-hmm. this is a, just a great collaboration. Collaboration. It's great to have you on today. Yeah. So out of those seventy five hundred, how you know where you know where you come from, Washington State? How far west did you get people applying from? Yeah, we had applications from gosh, um, I think almost every state. Uh, multiple different countries. Uh, and when you're looking at the group that we finally invited, uh, we have a good group from California. So they're making their way all the, all across every time zone to get to West Virginia. Um, and then we have uh, one or two from the DC area. We have some people coming from Florida, um, from the Southwest. So all over the state and or all over the US uh, to make their way here. So That's incredible. You got somebody from the DC area right now. Yeah, it's exactly right. They're looking at the Senate program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I think they're going to come here and maybe rent for a year first before they actually try to transition in fully, but they're certainly looking at that program. Morgantown obviously has been closed, but um, so I don't think out Lewisburg might not be out there outside of their scope of preference, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. So Lewisburg opens up and then Shepherdstown, or is Charleston or Berkeley, are they opened up or was Morgantown the first one to? Yeah. So the three locations that are announced right now are just Morgantown, Lewisburg, and Shepherdstown. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we are like I said, closing applications for Lewisburg soon. And then we'll start the process of inviting people into that community um, at the beginning of next year. Uh, also at that time, we're hoping to announce the next round of applications. Um, and our goal is to have, have Shepherdstown um, ready by that time um, and ready to sort of start their application process and get people into that community. Um, so we have funding for the next seven years, right? So when you say like Morgantown's uh, applications are closed currently, the plan is that in 2022, there'll be the second group uh, to Morgantown invited uh, for Ascend. So that was actually going to be a follow-up question. One of the questions I have, obviously, these people are coming here. Obviously, if they're if they're fully employed, they're going to have to work 
electronically. Exactly. Right. Telework. And that's one of the greatest things that kind of opened up. If there's a silver lining to some of the pandemic stuff, it, yeah. it's that. Yeah. Um, at least for West Virginia. Um, I'm going to have to assume that Lewisburg and uh, Shepherd Sound, they have the infrastructure there, you know, for the electronics. They have the uh, internet access. Broadband. And stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that. That's that's the 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 key question, right? Um, you know, remote work is something that's not new. It's not new to the workforce, but definitely in light of the pandemic, has um, seen tremendous growth. And so, really, this program is sort of taking advantage of those recent trends in light of the pandemic. Um, and creating a way for those remote workers who now have the freedom to live anywhere uh, to come to West Virginia and consider moving here. So yeah, in all those communities, um, the the main incentive that we're offering um, is is a space and a co-working facility, right? And so our, our thoughts with that is that you know we know that especially moving to a place like Morgantown, um, there's a lot of tertiary communities around, right? And having a central location that's sort of the energy center for that group is important, right? And, and, and you know, we, we all sort of experienced remote work to some extent during the pandemic and felt the isolation and the, sure. the challenges there. Um, and so we really wanted to make sure that they had community, right? Because really the long-term goals of this program, it's not just to attract people here, but we want them to stay. And, and a big determining factor of their, their uh, likelihood to stay is that they feel like they're a part of the community and they feel like they have a sense of belonging. And so we're trying to create that. And so we're doing programming sort of centered around a co-working space. And so each one of those three communities will have um, that, that space, that sort of energy hub so that the, the co-workers have a, a place to call home. That's just so yeah. If so, you can work from home, or you'll have like a place set up that you can go work out of. Exactly. So imagine like WeWork, um, or you know another sort of uh, co-working facility. So you can come in uh, anytime. It's a, usually a twenty-four hour facility. Um, you'll have access to it. And you can come in and sort of hot desk and, and find a place to work. Um, and if you you know want to work there for a couple hours and, and head out, you can. Um, the cool thing about being in Morgantown is you can come to the co-working space and then decide at lunch you wanted to go for a mountain bike ride. Um, and then hit hit up White Park and go for you know a couple laps around the race loop, and then come back in and and do some work in the evening, and then maybe hit up Black Bear, or go there find go. a nice place to eat in uh, in downtown Morgantown, and and have a great day of work. So yeah, so you got a gear library then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in each one of the locations, we'll we'll provide access to um, to gear that's relevant to the area, right? Like it wouldn't it wouldn't be super relevant if we had a, a you know a wide array of ice climbing gear in Morgantown. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, having some mountain bikes and some boats and um, access to uh, some, you know, some snowshoes during the winter uh, would be beneficial in helping people get out and explore. Absolutely. Yeah. So Paris, you mentioned these uh, kind of remote locations where people could come in and actually do some work from. Does that already exist here in Morgantown? Do you have a place like that? Yeah. So for this first year, um, we really took a collaborative approach to getting this program off the ground. Um, and it sort of speaks to the uh, the greater program that's sort of running the Send West Virginia um, program, the outdoor, the Brad and Lee Smith Outdoor Economic Development Collaborative, right? So we are actually a department within um, underneath the provost office, uh, and our sort of greater goals as a department are to really collaborate and, and and help to build a better outdoor economy in the state. So with with that, uh, we partnered with the business school, um, the John Chambers Business School at WVU, uh, and a, a program called Advantage Ventures, and so. Advantage Ventures is actually a um, uh, tech startup incubator in uh, Morgantown that provides entrepreneurial services to, um, you know, uh, up and coming uh, startups in the state. And so Sarah Billa and her t- Sarah Biller and her team over there, um, they provide help in finding resources and investors. Um, they provide insight and in, in help in uh, scaling uh, businesses. And they also have a physical location where they actually provide office space if companies need to use it. And so um, that that 
place was was created and opened a little bit before the pandemic but obviously when the pandemic hit um sort of programming slowed down uh and it was just um uh, beneficial for both of us to sort of collaborate on utilizing the space and opening it up to coworkers. and so this first year when we launched our program we're utilizing some of the space and vantage ventures to provide that that co-working environment for our cohort um, with the hopes of um, uh, pr uh, building a new sort of exclusive space for Ascend West Virginia. Where is that located right now? Yeah, it's actually uh, just now was announced by the Board of Governors at WVU. Um, they approved the the purchase and redevelopment of the old Cardello building right next to oh, Mountain yeah. State Brewery. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so with that announcement, um, you know, we are moving forward with redeveloping that space uh, into a co-working facility for this cohort and then for future cohorts of the program. And so that will be the, the new energy hub, right? That'll be the new, uh, space where we have our gear library, where we do a lot of programming out of. And it's I really, love, I love that term, by the way, gear library. <laughs> gear line, I know, yeah. yeah. Well, cause it's not a rental. gear, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think rental implies that like you have to have a transaction, right? Sure. Whereas the library is like, Hey, you know, out. I just want to check this out and, and take it for, you know, spin and bring it back. So yeah. it's, that's terrific. A little accessible. I like that a lot. So so if someone comes here, they're here for the for two years. You know, that's how you finish out your your 12, 12 grand payout type situation. Mm -hmm. After that time expires, do you continue to get any use of the gear library, or is that done and you're back to just being you're a citizen now and you got to go to <laughs> buy your gear? <laughs> you got to go to the gear rental. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question, and that's something that I'm you know personally really excited about is is thinking about how this program is really looking to do something bigger than us than just to send morgantown right we're looking to actually create and 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 um uh sort of build upon the existing remote worker community that that lives here in morgantown already right and so we're looking for ways to not only create um you know a continual touch point after this two-year grant is is finished for the group that we're inviting through a sin but also figuring out ways to help build a, a community a bigger community of people who live who decided to move to west virginia or live in west virginia and work remotely um you know because there's definitely a, a sort of shared experience there for for people who are remote workers absolutely so you said a couple of things in there um we talked about you know the 12 grand mm -hmm. where that comes from you used to use the word grant yeah so this money, you know, it seems like there's been a little bit of uh, confusion on where that comes from for this. So can you talk to us about like the, that grant money? Yeah, let me just say that, um, you know, this entire program is funded through the uh, Brad and Elise Smith uh, $25 million gift that they gave to WVU. Um, and so, you know, the, the $12,000 stipend, the gear library, um, the, the co-working space, all of that is coming out of that gift, uh, through their private foundation. Um, and our partnership with the state is, is one where they're, they're helping us to, um, sort of expand our marketing reach and really help with, uh, sort of guiding and strategically, you know, placing these programs and, um, sort of taking advantage of, of the opportunities that are there. So, yeah, I just wanted to, to, to make sure that, that our community understood that because it really is just beneficial mutually for everyone right um you know and and one one story that doesn't always follow alongside of a sin but i think is important to, to point out is that our our program the oedc um is doing a lot within the morgantown community and, and across the state to uh create more access to outdoor recreation for for west virginians and so we're currently breaking ground on trail in morgantown um uh and you know we look to continue to expand trail access in the city 
and you know, a lot of our, our other programs are reaching youth and, and telling them about the amazing things that West Virginia has to offer and encouraging them to stay and make this place their forever home. So, uh, you know, what we're doing is really multifaceted and, and there's definitely, um, a lot of, a lot of areas where we're trying to make a positive impact in the state. And so for any of those people that may have had some problem with taxpayer funding going to this, there is none of that, right? There is no taxpayer funding. In exactly. This, right. Yeah. So the OEDC, the outdoor economic development group, they did not exist or is that right? Yeah, it's, it's a did, mouthful. Yeah, they, they did not exist prior to, to the Smiths donating that money. Is that no, they actually did. They yeah, did. they actually did. But we weren't the Brad and Lee Smith Outdoor Economic Development okay, right. Collaborative. Yeah, Collaborative, <laughs> so, not group. Yeah, okay. yeah. So so the OEDC for, you know, for ease of, of um, uh, speaking, it started, uh, gosh, at this point, I'm, I'm going to misquote this, but I think it's around two years now. We're coming up on our two year uh, anniversary. And it really sort of came out of the work that Adventure West Virginia was doing at the university. And for those of you who are unaware of, of what Adventure West Virginia does, they're an experiential education program um, focused on improving retention and success of students. And so they take incoming freshmen on, um, you know, week-long adventures out in West Virginia and give them an opportunity to connect with the state and connect with their peers uh, and, and you know, have, have been proven to increase rates of retention and um, to show, you know, more success uh, of, of students who've participated in this program. And so Greg Corio, um, who was the director of that program, um, you know, really had a vision for helping the entire state uh, the entire state's outdoor economy as a whole. And, um, you know, through some some work with um, President Gee and the provost office, created this uh, this new department out of the provost office to really help meet some of those goals. And we really need that retention. I mean, West Virginia loses population year after year, mm -hmm. you know, so, I mean, that can only be a benefit to the state overall. We had John Deskins on earlier um, in, early in the podcast when we first started, mm -hmm. and he gave us some, you know, some rough numbers for West Virginia. You yeah. know, we have we have some hard time. And so I think this is one of those great, great opportunities that West Virginia has in front of it right now, which there are several, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, we can really capitalize on the great outdoor adventures we have available here. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, really, you know, the reason why we focus on outdoor outdoor recreation, you know, if you look at West Virginia in comparison with other places, um, there really is this this one advantage that we have. And that advantage is our raw uh, assets in outdoor recreation. So our, you know, amount of white water that we have, the amount of rivers that we have, the mountains that we have, the trails, um, all of these things, the, 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 pu the public lands, the hunting, the fishing, really, if you stack those against, you know, the, the greater United States, we're, we're up at the top of those lists, yeah, right? That's right. And so we, we think that, you know, that is the better narrative to tell of West Virginia, right? That's the better story that, that brings people and, and keeps people here. That's exactly right. We get yeah. to tell our own story. Exactly. Yeah, let's exactly. tell our own story. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's interesting to think about, too, because, you know, you think about whitewater, where do you go? Colorado, Utah. Mm. You think about hunting, you know, you go to the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people kind of tend to skip us over. Even yeah. Kentucky gets a lot of credit for hunting. But West Virginia's got some of the greatest white water around. Some and of the really, best. you know, as you yeah. mentioned, the podcast with Oliver, you know, we had record, record whitetail. Yeah. It, yeah for our it, state, it, but it, nevertheless, that, exactly. that was a good size was, for the. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, recently we had the uh, backcountry hunters and anglers, anglers right? Okay. And, um, Oliver was on the program and, you know, we had some great discussions about some of the great, you know, outdoor activities in the hunting and fishing area. It was mm -hmm. here and, you know, just revitalizing and kind of reconnecting with some of that stuff. And I think there is a big push right now for a lot of people. And, you know, I'm obviously a little bit older than the rest of this crew, but there's a big push, uh, I think, amongst the younger people coming in. There's a, a, a desire to get more connected to, to the to the to the earth itself, yeah. right, and to your environment and stuff. Yeah. And so it's a great way to get plugged in there and 
get out in the outdoors and experience it a little bit and really get that connection. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the research that we that we did and, and found um, around the effects of the pandemic and this sort of migration that people talk about leaving the big cities and going to rural America um, when, when polled, a, a, you know, big factor of whether or where someone decided to live was, was based around this idea of quality of life. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and West Virginia has great quality of life. And a lot of that stems from our access to some of these recreation assets that you can't find in places, you know, like New York city and, and LA. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, whitewater and, and all these other locations that sort of have this iconic, um, uh, uh notion attached to them. But in, in Morgantown, it's great because you can, you know, drive, 30, 40 minutes up the road and, and you know, be at the Big Sandy or yep. do the, or be at the Cheat Narrows and you can drive two hours down the road and be in the Mon National Forest and have, you know, amazing backpacking and, and hunting. And so, yeah, it's it's it really is just a matter of getting that message out, right? Telling that story and, and helping to paint West Virginia as the amazing state that it is. It, re- it really is. And we have, there are so many great opportunities in front of us right now. As long as the people that really are, have their hands on the levers of power a little bit do a couple of things right, yeah. West Virginia is sitting in a great place, I think, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for it. I truly am. I'm really excited for West Virginia and the opportunity that we have. If we if we do the things right right now, yeah. um, we can really set West Virginia up to kind of change the way the story's been told for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Can you tell us a little bit about Brad and Elise? You know, what, what was the kind of jump started them to to donate the money. Yeah, you know, I um I, I got in and sort of heard through the grapevine the sort of mystical story of how this whole thing came to be. And um, you know, my my understanding of it was uh Brad and Elise uh came or Brad came to speak uh, actually at Vantage Ventures to talk about um, you know, just his perspective on West Virginia and what he saw as opportunities for the state. And um one of the things that he talked about was this program called Tulsa Remote. Uh, and, and Tulsa Remote is, is a, a remote worker recruitment program similar to West, uh, you know, Send West Virginia, um, but they've been around for, for you know, a few years, and so they, they have a lot of interesting data about what this type of program has done for their community. And as Brad was talking about and sharing how you know, excited he was about this concept of you know, taking advantage of uh, remote work and recognizing that you know, West Virginia is a beautiful place. And Brad, Brad tells these stories about West Virginia all the time. And you really get this, this perception that he truly does love and care for the state. Uh, and you know, you'll hear him say, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't want to break down in any other, in any other place other than West Virginia. Right. (laughs) Um, so, you know, he, he came from that perspective and saw, you know, Tulsa remote as this awesome opportunity and, and some people that were in the crowd and some people that were here listening to him, um, at the university, at the business school and in our department saw that and they were like, Hey, what if we did something like Tulsa Remote in West Virginia? Um, and so there was a team that, that formed initially um, who, who took that idea and developed it, created a proposal, and then had a chance to share that with Brad. And as soon as he heard it, he was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, How long did that vetting, pro- like that development process take from the idea to the to here to today? Yeah, that's it. That's, 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 so, you know, I came, I came on the team um, back in November, so about a year ago. Um, I, I moved to back to West Virginia. Um, my family and I were actually living in Thailand at the time and, um, decided to move back for, you know, the excitement around this program and, and this opportunity. But, um, you know, we were at that, at that phase, we didn't have a name. Um, we had an idea of where we wanted to launch this program, but really it was in the, the very early stages. So imagine that's, you know, 12, 12 months or so from, from here. Um, and really in that time as has, it, you know, this whole entire thing has, has been, um, developed and implemented, uh, within that time frame, so it's it's been a pretty it's pretty early and pretty new program. Yeah. So were you yourself 
remote working from Thailand then? No. So uh, my wife and I were actually living on the border of uh, Myanmar and we were working for a nonprofit there teaching and um, doing some after school programming. And um, then the pandemic hit. So we were we were affected by the pandemic. But, uh, you know, when you're in service work uh, and, and humanitarian work, um, you know, there's really no way to do that remotely, <laughs> you know, in yeah, the third right. world. So, uh, you know, for us, it was just a lot of sitting around and twiddling our thumbs and, and hanging out with with um, with each other. And so uh, when this opportunity came up, it really uh, it obviously was was a really uh, hard decision for us. And you know, it took a lot of uh, prayer and, and figuring out what. Um, uh, was the right move for our family, but ultimately, you know, when we when we heard about the idea of of this remote worker program um, and and the staff and the team behind it that were that were lifting it up, um, we, you know, we thought it was a great opportunity for us to to step into something new and for me to return home. Right, uh, you know, from West Virginia originally, love this place, have always rooted for West Virginia, um, and I'm excited to be a part of something that hopefully will have a positive impact on this place. And I was just going to ask you about that, about where you grew up at, because I wanted the people to know that you are, you know, a, a born and raised hometown, right? Yeah. yeah you're the hometown guy. You know, so you're here uh-huh. and it's great to see you pouring back into the state, you know, and, uh, yeah. doing that. It's absolutely terrific. Yeah. Yeah. So my family is originally, um, from like the Clarksburg area. So we've been up and down 79, you know, and, um, I grew up in Fairmont and graduated from East Fairmont and then went to school at WVU. Um, and then, um, you know, I studied, I studied pre-med for a while and then realized that, uh, I didn't actually want to be a doctor. <laughs> so I took a little victory lap and then finally graduated from the business school. Um, and, and after that I had the chance to travel around the world and, uh, work with a bunch of nonprofits. And so, you know, I was young and, and single at the time and uh, took advantage of that and spent about 11 months in 11 countries and um, eventually ended up down in Charlotte, North Carolina with some family. Um, and while I was there, I had the fortunate opportunity to meet my future wife and uh, we got married. And then literally about a month and a half after we said I do, we were on a plane to Thailand. Wow. So, you know, we've, we spent the first two years of our marriage working overseas and then the last year um, raising our daughter in West Virginia. So. That's a great story. And there's many more great stories to be told in West Virginia, especially with folks like you at the helm working these programs. And it's going to really perpetuate that into the future. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. So I'm curious. Um, so I, you know, I sold a house to a guy who's going to talk with us here in a couple of minutes. Um, when you guys were looking at the 50 people coming in, did you have any kind of measurement of what kind of economic impact that will have on the community? You know, so he, you know, he bought a house. Now he pays property tax. Yeah. Um, he's going to be shopping local restaurants, yeah, grocery stores, et cetera. Are there any statistics on what that might do to boost our numbers? Yeah, we're really excited to start to see some of that data come in. Um, so far, we've had um, 24 people who have secured housing in the area. Um, and, and of those 24, about half of them have purchased homes in the area. So we're really excited to see, you know, five years, 10 years, uh, 20 years from now, what that type of impact is going to have as we continue to bring in more and more people through it's this program. Yeah, we really, really see a, a really positive return on investment from from this type of incentive program. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about the program you have going on today. We're here at Cooper's Rock today. We're in our uh, mobile location here. Zach Beard's trailer is absolutely fantastic. It's a great location. And we're actually sitting here at Cooper's Rocks today. And you guys are setting up for a party today yeah. with us. And tell us a little bit about the event that's going on today and who's going to be there. Yeah. So this this evening, we are inviting all of those who have actually made their way to town. So, you know, a group of that 24 that have, that have uh, made their way here. Uh, we're inviting them to Cooper's Rock for uh, an evening of, of fall activities. 
cheese, right? So um, we have you know hot apple cider. Uh, Phoenix Bakery is is uh, giving us you know a bunch of a bunch of pizzas. So we're going to go you're pick building up a fire. A and yeah, we've got the fireplace, and we're at you know one of the pavilions here at Cooper's Rock. And and our hope really tonight is just to give an opportunity for the group to to get to know each other a little bit more, to explore Cooper's Rock. Um, and I will I will say just a quick little story. Um, if you've if you've never had a chance to t- bring someone to Cooper's Rock for the first time and show them what it's what I've it's like done to stand it many times, it's such it's such an amazing moment, right? To see someone experience that type of vista, it really is. It really is. So so I'm selfishly looking forward to yeah. uh, taking a few of the people who've never been there out to the Overlook. To oh, see. it's a perfect time too. You got the yeah. leaves out there changing, and yeah, this probably is the best week. You can't beat it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Colors are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love being that tour guide up here. Yeah, many, many times. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about like events you do at like a typical fall party, you know, bobbing for apples. Mm. You know, even like, I'm just thinking pre COVID. Yeah. How <laughs> you're a kid, you know, that yeah. was a rough one to think about. Yeah. I don't know how much bobbing for apples uh, will take place. Probably I'm sure none. I just thinking even, even when you're a kid, you know, that's a lot of, yeah. <laughs> Only if they're floating in sanitizer, right? Yeah. Activity yeah. Going on. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, our hope with, with, uh, with the type of programming like this and in the future is that, you know, we, we really want to create a space where, where people feel welcome and seen and known. And, um, and, and really, you know, there's, there's these types of events that are important for the group to, to get to know each other and to connect with each other. But we're really looking forward to opportunities to reach out to the community and, you know, invite them into the space and get to know our, our SIN members and, Absolutely, and get yeah, them integrated right. with, you know, other, other people, other groups in the area that are, um, you know, doing awesome things around Morgantown. So, um, you know, one, one specific group that I'll mention, uh, uh, is Generation Morgantown, mm-hmm. um, and you know, just really excited to get an opportunity to to meet them and and hopefully share some of that excitement that you know Generation Morgantown has about um, you know advocating for young people to stay. In Are the they state. going to be here tonight as well? Or um, not tonight? No, and I, I I look forward to in the future opportunities mm-hmm. to join their uh, first Friday events and um, you know some of the the programming that they're going to be doing um, in 2022. So good stuff. I have one last question. I don't know if Aaron's got anything else, but. I'm just curious what went into the the choosing of the the cities that you guys did you guys um, chose. You know, was was the Department of Tourism involved at all? You know, what why were those ones pinpointed and highlighted as growth spots? Yeah, so you know, some of the things that we looked for are communities that had access to some of those those um, amenities that you mentioned earlier, like broadband and the infrastructure. Yeah, certainly has to play a key role. Exactly, and so you know, one of the limiting factors in in all not not just West Virginia, but all around the you know the U.S. is um, housing availability, and I'm sure you know you're you're keyed in on on that. It's it's really a tough time for buyers, uh, and if you're thinking about inviting people into any community, um, that's usually the the first question right is is where can we put them right how many beds are there available and so you know um the, our, our steering committee and our in our leadership um really looked at you know infrastructure um access to outdoor recreation quality of life um and then you know took a sort of evaluation of community readiness to see whether or not it was feasible to find a co-working space um to you know put people in beds to do some do programming and have that community experience. Um, and, you know, ultimately landed on those three locations. Um, our, our plan in the future is to expand from three eventually on to, to more communities in, in West Virginia. And so we're looking forward to, to working with local leaders to identify and, and, and pinpoint some of those areas where a program like this could be really acceptable, uh, um, successful and well-received from the community. I think it's going to be nothing but success for everybody all the way. It's really a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And, uh, you can't beat that. I mean, how do you, how do you beat a win-win situation? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. 
And I really thank you for the work that you're doing in it. And um, uh, I'm rooting for you. There's no doubt about it. I'm rooting for the program. I think it's absolutely terrific, and uh, I'd love to see it. So Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'd love to have a follow-up 12 months from now just to see where everything's at and how absolutely. it's going. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see sort of the um, uh, you know, the impacts of the short-term and long-term. Yeah. When does the new round open up for Morgantown? That's a good question. We don't have anything, um, you know, official yet, but we're aiming for, you know, sometime early 2022. So, you know, we'll, uh, any information that uh, about applications opening or new cities being announced will, can be found on our website, sendwestvirginia.com. Um, and you can follow us on social media and uh, keep up to date on, on what's happening. Well, Paris, I will look to reconnect with you and not too long in the, into the future here and find out and just keep up with what's going on a little bit. And maybe For we can sure. even do a little touch point at some point um, right before the next round kind of launches sure. and uh, really excited about it. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. You know, Zach, it's not very often you get to have your uh, sponsor on set with you today, and it's great to have Jim Spearing with us today from the Philly Pretzel Company here. He's got some awesome pretzels right here. We're getting ready to eat some of them, man. What's happening, Jim? Nah, everything's good. Just driving by, saw you guys. I thought I'd stop by and uh, drop some pretzels off. Surprise sponsor today. That's right. And dropped off a bunch of pretzels, great Philly pretzels here, and some cheese dip. So at you, Cooper's Rocks. At Cooper's Rocks. So you've been up here for two years with a little mobile setup. So we have a mobile setup at the concession stand. We're out front. We're here mostly Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. And um, with the leaves changing, unfortunately it's raining, but the crowds are usually really good here. Yeah, man, leaf and, peepers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, leaf peepers. Yeah, leaf there. peepers. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a term I've recently become familiar with. I, maybe it's been around for a long time, but I keep hearing leaf peepers. This yeah. year. Maybe it's that reticular uh, motivation or whatever it is, you know, like I, I hear it now. It's got to be part of it. You know, I we're sitting where we are in the parking lot because I couldn't get a site. They've been booked up for a long time. Every single site, even on the back road of Dindron area, they're they're That's gone. Right. You mean yeah. the campgrounds. Campgrounds, yeah. yeah. Campgrounds. So we have a little gem car. It's like a little golf cart. Yeah. And I started going to the campgrounds. It's kind of funny. It's like Mr. Softy ice cream. I show up, <laughs> and they're all. I need a jingle. Like we're talking. I need a jingle. But yeah. Um. So a couple weeks ago, I'm just let me take it to them because they're down there and they're setting up. You know, nobody's got. They don't have the campfire going yet. So I go down there. I bring some pretzels, some pepperoni. So we have it. We have pepperoni rolls. It's a pretzel with uh, mozzarella and pepperoni. And we oh, have, West Virginia staple. We, we have got one a- for you here. Then we have some hot dogs wrapped in pretzels. We have cinnamon, and we have regular soft pretzels twist. Yeah. I tell you, dips. there's a few things that are uh, just such treats that make you so happy is to get a warm pretzel. And I love pretzels with mustard. You know, I like the the I like my pretzel with mustard. Particularly cheese is great. That's all fine. There's some mustard some there. Yellow mustard and a pretzel, I think, is absolutely terrific. Well, I'm from Philly. That's the way we eat them. Is that it, the case? It, it is. We don't even warm them up. It's just yeah. right out. If you want them warm, you go to the store. Or no put them under ever, your arm. No one's ever expecting a warm pretzel <laughs> if you're not at the store. And, you know, they have all vendors on every corner in Philly. So, yeah. And that's who sells them. But they're not warm. They're just whatever the temperature is outside. That's what you're uh, That's fantastic. Them. You guys have some of the best I've ever had. Well, thank you. We, um, we're enjoying. We're like, I'm from New Jersey. So we have a place out here in West Virginia that we, my wife runs the store, Judith. And um, so we're good. We're good. But today we um, delivered a lot of pretzels to schools because of the Halloween weekend. So ah, was, bet we you, made bet you uh, did. pumpkin pretzels. And so, you, okay, pumpkin so pretzels. They're, wow. they're not pumpkin. They're shaped like. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, no, man, no, we've no, gone, we, we've just stepped a little bit too far on this pumpkin <laughs> was, thing, man. Jeez, <laughs> like, we much. need another pumpkin spice something for yeah. crying out loud. Anyway, man, what a great, you guys are located in Suncrest Town Center? We are. And you got yeah. any deals going on? You got anything happening right now? Um, no, come down. We'll make you a good pretzel. I um, guarantee it. Yeah. So, um, 
no, we're all good. The uh, pretzels is, is tasty. We have different varieties, like I said. We have nuggets. Uh, what? See, back home in the, or in the Philadelphia region, people use it. It's, it's an easy way to go to a party. Yeah, you don't right. have to make anything. Yeah, that's right. You, you go buy a tray, and then you're the hero because it, it, it lasts all day. And they have the dips. So, and it's they're good food if you're out drinking, which is a good thing because it's so. And soft. I'm sure you guys are big for tailgates and stuff. But they're good for tailgates. Yeah, they're man. perfect. That's yeah. you know what you don't have to you don't have to make anything. You just pick it up and bring it. There you go for your Can't holiday any, party. Stop no. and pick up some pretzels. Perfect for holiday. Hey, party. thanks for sponsoring the show today. We really well, appreciate you. that. Hey guys, thanks for having. All me. All right, take it easy. Bye. So we've got to talk with Paris. Give us the insight on the SN program. What a phenomenal program! Absolutely. And I mean, it truly, I, I think it is truly an exciting program for, for West Virginia, for obviously the three, you know, chosen cities of the pilot program. Yeah. I just think it's a great thing all the way around. Yep. So I actually had to, I got to work with somebody moving here from this end program. And the first house I showed them, I may have promised them that they could be on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. To get are, a sale. are you going to make good on that? I'm going to, yeah. You can make good so. on it right now. However, I think it was his wife that, uh, Said she was the one who was always wanting to be on a podcast. So, huh. I might have failed a little bit. But we're here with uh, Brian Cunningham. Yeah. An actual recipient An of actual. the Ascend program. So, you actually moved here from somewhere else. Where did you move here from? Correct. Yeah. We just moved here from Marysville, Ohio, which is uh, a little bit northwest of Columbus, Ohio. Uh huh. And so was what what brought you here? Was it strictly a twelve grand? You're like, hey, they're gonna give me twelve grand, I'm leaving. Or or had you had eyes on West Virginia previously? Yeah. So um once upon a time I grew up in West Virginia. I grew up in Charleston, West Virginia. All right. Um went to school here in Morgantown at WVU and graduated several years ago and then also went to grad school at Marshall. And uh, after I finished my grad program, I was, I was like, I'm getting the heck out of West Virginia. Enough is enough. Can't find a good job. Can't do this. Can't do that. Wanted to get into the big city, get away from my parents' house. And uh, so moved away. And so uh, ended up in Columbus. And, and all of a sudden, I heard about this program that they were doing in San West Virginia. And so I thought it was an awesome opportunity. I, I kind of looked at it. I was like, eh, probably don't really have a shot of getting it. You know, who knows what they're going to do. Um, and that's a real thing. I mean, 7,500 people, they were, that's how many applications they had for this area. Yeah. It was blew my mind. And yeah. there were 50 picked. It's like winning the lottery a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's yeah. some heavy decision-making going into yeah. that. Yeah. I still don't know exactly what's in the, uh, the criteria, criteria for sure that, that, that makes that happen. But, um, but congratulations to you. Yeah. And, uh, so applied on a whim. <laughs> um, next thing you know, I got an interview with some of the staff with the program and I think maybe two weeks later, I got a congratulations email. You've been accepted to the program. I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. Now, was that was at a Zoom interview? It was a Zoom interview. Yeah, that makes, um, it, that makes it tough. I did. Yeah, I had to submit some essays and some salary information, some demographic information, kind of why do I want to come back to West Virginia and kind of my whole story. And, you know, next thing you know, um, I'm here. So why did you want to come back to West Virginia? So you had clearly made a decision before that you would like to come back to West Virginia. This just kind of gave you that opportunity. Um, and it was almost like a deal too good to pass up, obviously. But, but what was it that was driving you back to West Virginia? So many different things. Um, first thing, 
Um, my family lives here in Morgantown, my sister and my mother and my father who are, my parents are divorced and my dad's actually going to relocate up here eventually soon, or at least I, that's the plan. Um, you know, the, the, the money incentive was also a great perk. Um, 12 grand is a pretty good incentive, but, but what I tell people, what I was most excited about is the outdoor packages that they're going to provide with this program as well. So rentals of kayaks, ski resort passes, whitewater library. Yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. I mean, to me, that was the biggest perk. Yeah. Are you you typically an outdoors guy? You like to spend a lot of time outdoors? Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever it's nice out, not like today when it's rainy, I'm, I'm outside. I, I hunt. Uh, like hiking, spending time with the dogs, just mm-hmm. anything outdoors, I'm there. Now, did you say you're so, getting park passes? Yeah. Oh, we missed that part. So That's the way a- I understand it, I guess for the ascender, they get um, they get lift tickets to like snowshoe. I, so I get a. I think they're still working out the kinks on that, but just finding out the details on that, and I think it's coming. So. I can see the envy rising. Oh, Zach's eyes. I mean, <laughs> he's been envious of all this from the get go. Anyway. Yeah, and like Zach said, it's almost like hitting the lottery. It's kind of. It's kind of like a dream. Well, it is a terrific program. It's a great thing to take advantage of, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and so you're married. I'm married. Yeah. So I, I brought my wife and my my stepson along with us on the journey, and um, so kind of funny how how my wife and I got together. Her parents and pretty much everyone on uh, in her family has WVU roots. So they they grew up a little bit northwest of here in Pennsylvania. Uh, they went to school here at WVU, so lots of roots here for her. Um, my stepson has never been here, and we brought him to come visit my mother, and he's been hooked ever since. He, he can't stop playing country roads, so it's kind <laughs> of been the thing for him. So, um, yeah, we're, you know, it's us three, four dogs. We're nuts. We run a zoo. Four dogs. Four dogs. Yeah, two of them escaped so far. Oh. and had to chase them through the woods a couple of times. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so it's been extremely exciting the past couple of weeks here. Oh, that's great. So you've been enjoyed. So how long have you been on the ground living here in Morgantown? Uh, we closed last Tuesday and then we moved, um, two days later, we got a moving truck and got it all unpacked and still going. Our house is a complete mess right now. And Zek so, was your realtor. Zek was our realtor. Yeah. All right. Honest question. How did he do for you? He did great. Yeah. yeah so, um, we had set up a bunch of listing or showings with a bunch of different agents. So we were testing them all out and uh, not impressed until we met Zach. Zach. Oh, man. Was super- a pat on the shoulder right there. <laughs> he was I, super- I saw you pay him earlier. For <laughs> I appreciate proactiveness, and Zach was on top of it. Absolutely. Time, he so. certainly is. Highly he recommend is. him. Yep. I do too, except when I'm recommending me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, and you've you've really uh, quickly adapted here. You we joined the backcountry hunter and angler group. Yeah, um, you got one guy who's maybe your biggest fan. Yeah, what was his name? Uh, Cody. Cody. Yeah, I can't I think remember. He's the branch president okay. here in Morgantown. I think. Yeah, you miss. So. You miss seeing your opening day. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even had a chance to get out yet. No, it's been. Yeah, neither have I. Stop. So. I'm looking forward to it. I think the only time I'm probably going to get to go out is during gun season. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. You know, another thing from your original question is West Virginia has always been home. 
Um, everywhere I've been, it, it's complete different personalities, uh, type of people, the culture, everything. In West Virginia, to me, just feels just like home. There's there's nothing I can do to explain it other than you have to come here and experience it yourself. It's, That's absolutely right. But you know, it's so funny. You say you left because you know you got you know just I got to get away from my family. I got to get away from you know all the or the lack of things to do, maybe or the perceived lack of things to do. And te- technically, yeah. it's usually perceived lack and get somewhere. But it's the exact same things that draw you back. Yeah, the family, the roots. The, the the amenities that we have here that we were not seeing the forest for the trees, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I always say, you know, familiarity can breed contempt. You get too familiar with something. We, you know, we, we look out that window and, and somehow we lose track of how beautiful it really is. We're like, man, Absolutely. I'm just sick of it. I don't want to yeah. get out of here. But you go spend some time somewhere else. I lived in Florida for a short period of time for about okay. a year. And man, when I hit those Southern mountains coming back up, I was like, I was awestruck all of a sudden. I was like, man, I've been in it this whole time, but never really realized how freaking awesome it was until I came back. And it's, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I think there's a stigma out there that, you know, West Virginia is a bunch of rednecks They're this and that, whatever. And I think it's not true. I yeah. Think I'm you, one of them. I think you have to come back here and meet the people. The people are going to be the nicest people you're ever going to meet. Um, there just needs to be an opportunity. And I think that the Ascend program is giving West Virginia that opportunity to help bring people in that have maybe resources that people who live here currently don't necessarily have. Maybe just bring in something, you know, of economic value, cultural value, whatever it is. Well, one of those things is hope. Hope has an hope. immense yep. amount of value, both economic, intrinsic, and all, all, all other kinds of value. And that's kind of the thing that starts to come together is this hope. And then, you know, what do they say? All boats are, uh, are lifted on a rising tide, you know. And that's the, the thing that I hope for out of this whole thing yeah. is, you know, not, not in a way to replace the, the, the current West Virginians, which I am certainly one of in any way whatsoever, but to bring in this kind of hope and get everything on this, uh, you know, West Virginia leads um, – statistically in a lot of categories that you don't want to lead in. Right. You know, and, and I think we have this opportunity to change it now with folks like you coming in and taking advantage of this program and many other opportunities, but this is just one of the ways I think we have a great opportunity to do some great things and retell the story of West Virginia. Absolutely. So thank you for being a part of that retelling and, and helping to build this in this pilot program. It's really awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Definitely glad you could take the time and I hope you can get to meet some other people who've, come here yeah so there's i think what 25 20 25 people there were able to get who are local now yep um have made the jump here um so they got a little event set up down there and ready to go yeah i, I don't know if you talked to paris about it but they they're using this app called slack so basically it's like a little facebook group for for ascenders great and so everyone's are, who's been accepted or is going to move here has been connecting already everyone's been doing happy hours on their own and you see all these pictures and this was before i got here everyone's out there hiking already kayaking i'm like oh man can we get there sooner? <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> so, awesome so we're here we're we're happy to be here it was a process but it was, i can tell you it's already going to be well worth it well that's great and welcome to morgantown yes. thank you it's good stuff